Hi everyone, welcome back to the Why Music Podcast, the podcast where we explore different musicians and their music throughout history. Before rappers like Cardi B, Lauren Hill, Megan Thee Stallion, Stefflon Don or CL were around, there was a rapper who set the template not only for women rappers, but for women across the whole entertainment industry. Today, we're going to learn about Queen Latifah. The woman we now know as Queen Latifah was born on the 18th of March 1970 as Dana Owens in Newark, New Jersey. She only started to go by the name Latifah when she was 8 years old. Now, back in Season 1, Episode 3, we learned all about DJ Cool Herc and the time and place where many people say that hip-hop was born. If you don't remember, I'll remind you. It was the 11th of August, 1973 at 1520 Cedric Avenue in New York. By the time Queen Latifah was 10 years old, which was in 1980, hip-hop was sweeping across America with tunes like Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang being released in 1979 and The Breaks by Curtis Blow being released in 1980. Queen Latifah would have grown up listening to the cutting and scratching of Grandmaster Flash and Grand Wizard Theodore and she started beatboxing in a group called Ladies Fresh in 1988. As her career as a musician developed, she started to rap and she started to talk about the things that she knew. Her own experience of being a black woman, violence, relationships, and also black empowerment. She released her first album in 1989 called All Hail the Queen. And on that album, there was a song called Ladies First, featuring another rapper called Molly Love, who was actually born in London. That song went on to become one of the most successful in hip-hop history and in many ways that song, Queen Latifah herself and that album opened the door for many women rappers that we might hear about today. People like mentioned before, Steph Don, CL, Megan Thee Stallion, Lauren Hill and so on. As the title of the album All Hail the Queen and the title of the song Ladies First suggests, there's a lot of empowerment happening and a lot of encouragement that Queen Latifah is trying to share with people listening to her music. For example, she says, Cause they see a woman standing up on her own too. Sloppy slouching is something I won't do. Some think that we can't flow. Stereotypes, they got to go. It wasn't just in the lyrical content of her music, but also when you see the videos and the artwork and the visuals in her videos and on the album covers themselves. For example, her next album was called Nature of a Sister and the third was called Black Rain. You can see the identity search that she was going through and many African-Americans in New York and in fact, in the whole of the United States were going through at that time. Many young black Americans in the late 80s and the early 1990s had parents who lived through the civil rights movement and who were looking to places in Africa and in the Caribbean for inspiration and a sense of cultural identity outside of America. Queen Latifah became a core member of a collective called Native Tongues who were hip-hop artists devoted to spreading positive messages, social commentary and ideas around Afrocentrism drawing from a number of different styles, including jazz and blues. Some of the other members of the group are really important people in hip-hop history. People like A Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, The Jungle Brothers, Molly Love Herself and others. 
Queen Latifah's third album, which was called Black Rain, was released in 1993 and featured the song UNITY or Unity, which won a Grammy Award in 1995 for the best rap solo performance. A few years later, in 1988, she became the first rapper ever to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show as the Green Bay Packers beat the Denver Broncos. She shifted her musical focus in the 2000s and started to showcase her singing talents, working with musicians such as the vocalists Al Green and Erica Badu, the pianist Herbie Hancock, and Gary Bias, who is a saxophonist who is best known for playing with Earth, Wind & Fire for over 30 years. Not only has Queen Latifah been influential in the music space, but also since the start of her career, she's been acting and appearing in TV shows and films such as The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Set It Off. In 2002, she starred in the musical film Chicago and was nominated for an Academy Award for her performance. Since then, she has gone on to win a Golden Globe, many BET Awards, and in total, she's been nominated for an astonishing 102 different awards, winning 30 of them. She has acted or voiced characters in over 50 films and became the first hip-hop artist to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Outside of her acting, she also gives back in the form of different scholarship funds and donations to charities. She also has her own line of CoverGirl Cosmetics, which was specifically created for women of colour. She has had an incredibly influential career and many women who have been rappers or singers or both and actors as well, people such as Lil' Kim, Miss Dynamite, Jill Scott and Lauren Hill can all point to Queen Latifah being a source of inspiration and a pioneer and a trailblazer, someone who wasn't afraid to speak her mind in a totally male-dominated space. So before we go, I have a few questions for you. Question? Question number one. How do you think things have changed for black women in hip-hop from the 1990s up until now? Question number two. Queen Latifah put a lot of herself and who she was and the struggles of her community into her music. If you were a rapper, what kind of things would you talk about? Question number three. Her name Latifah is Arabic and it means delicate and very kind. Why do you think she decided to call herself Queen Latifah? Here's a quick fact for you. Tell me something good. Queen Latifah is actually a bit taller than you might expect. She's about 5 foot 10 and when she was in high school, she actually won two state championships playing as a forward on her team. Now, given that the average height in the WNBA is about 5 foot 9, given that Queen Latifah had already won a couple of championships in high school, it's not impossible to think that if she hadn't decided to become a musician and an entrepreneur, she could actually be a superstar in the WNBA. Imagine that. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it and you've learned something too. You know what to do. Make sure that you find us on iTunes or Spotify. Give us a rating, share it with your friends. Most importantly, this week, listen to some good music. Check out Queen Latifah's music and her videos as well. Be inspired by them and be inspired by her life. And until next time, take care of yourselves and peace.